Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. All right, let's jump into our topic for our Sunday discussion this morning. We are talking about sex work and the decriminalization of sex work. Conversations, of course, have been ongoing for quite some time. And Social Development Deputy Minister Henrietta Bokhobane Zulu this week saying that uh, government plans to decriminalize sex work by 2024. This comes as many sex workers in the Northern Cape say the delay in decriminalizing sex work endangers their lives and infringes on their rights to earn an income. Ketleho Morabela has more. Deputy Minister Bukhobani Zulu says dialogues with sex workers are continuing to ensure that their voices are heard and that their work is recognized. She addressed hundreds of sex workers and various civil society organizations in Kimberley where she confirmed that their voices will be included in the draft bill. The bill should be going to cabinet um, later this year or early next year. And part of our dialogues with sex workers, we are inputting into the draft bill. And then the bill will, will go for public comment. And then when it comes back uh, in 90 days, we'll then consolidate and then send it to parliament. So the timelines is that by 2024, at March, decriminalization must have happened. Sex workers in the Northern Cape say they want decriminalization of sex work to be fast tracked. Many in Kimberley and surrounding areas say they work under harsh conditions with some violent clients who abuse them physically and financially. They say secondary victimization by the police has also become rife. Most of them, not all of them, are treating us very badly. You just feel that whenever you're facing a situation like you have been not only beaten up by a client who doesn't want to pay you, but you go to the authority for help and then when you get there you find that they reject you, they threat you, they discriminate you, they do they do very bad awful stuff to us that at the end of the day you are scared to go to subs for help. Another sex worker who has been in her trade for the past 18 years to provide for her four children says she was forced into this work by economic hardships. For me, it was not like I was committing a crime or I was hiding someone or killing someone. I was only providing for myself and for my children. While the process to decriminalize sex work is still underway, many sex workers in the Northern Cape say they do not have much choice but to continue going to the streets to put food on the table. I'm Katlehom Rapela in Kimberley. For our Sunday morning discussion on this topic, we are now joined on the line by a Sex Workers Education and Advocacy Task Force, a SWET spokesperson, Megan Lessing. And they've been fighting for sex work to be legalized and to be acknowledged as work for the longest time. We also joined on the line by the Deputy President of the ACDP, the African Christian Democratic Party, Wayne Thring, whose party says the legalizing of sex work will legitimize crime. And I'll, and I'll start uh, with, uh, with you, Wayne. Thank you for your time with us uh, on this Sunday morning. In, in what way do, do you believe that uh, the decriminalization of sex work will, in fact, legitimize crime? Well, I think that there is certainly sufficient empirical evidence um, world over that the decriminalization or the legalization of prostitution does not lead to a decrease in abuse against uh, the prostitutes or those who apply their trade. 
but certainly leads to an increase uh, in harmful effects on women in particular. Uh, let me quote uh, Melissa Farley, um, a doctor in research and clinical, uh, clinical psychologist, who in an article of the very inconvenient truths about sex bias and sexual coercion, states that the existence of prostitution anyway uh, is society's betrayal of women, especially those who are marginalized and, and vulnerable because of their sex, their ethnicity, their poverty, and their history of abuse and neglect. Prostitution is sexual harassment. It's sexual exploitation, and often it's torture. Um, and she goes on to, to say that um, when the sex trade expands, women are less likely to compete uh, with men for jobs. When prostitution is incorporated into states' economies, uh, governments are relieved of the necessity of finding employment for women. And so what they do is resort to blood taxes, blood taxes, which are collected by the state as a pimp in legal and decriminalization of prostitution. And then you have a whole range of uh, value chains from, from this benefiting, which is the banks, your airlines, your internet providers, and yes. hotels, and several agencies, and so on. And all the media integrated into the exploitation and abuse of women in prostitution, tourism, uh, making huge profits, and so so, so let me uh, let me ask let me ask the converse way way let me ask the converse then to that them. to that question. What what has in your view as the SADP been the impact uh, on on these these groups of people that that you uh, that you speak of um, women in particular? What has been the impact of of them of sex work being being criminalized? So so all of these criminal um, activities that that you speak of. Uh, are you arguing that, that they, um, in fact, don't exist because it's, it's currently criminalized? Um, well, what the, the argument is, is is that decriminalizing it does not remove um, the, the, the challenges. You know, the ACTP certainly does not believe that prostitution, uh, the, those who apply their trade, don't have rights. Um, we support their rights. We support their rights to be protected in terms of uh, abuse. Um, you know, physical abuse. We support their rights to be protected in terms of their health uh, and their well-being. So we do not we do not believe that prostitutes uh, don't have rights. But the counter argument is, is that by decriminalizing it, um, you you then give them their rights, you give them back their dignity. You know, it makes makes it easier for them to access health and so on. And while some of that may be true, but some of the evidence actually shows that, uh, like in I think it was in Germany. Um, where prostitutes, for example, had to register in Hamburg, Germany. Uh, there were some 6,000 prostitutes in just in this one city, six, uh, 600,000, sorry, about 600,000 prostitutes or so uh, in this one city. And um, maybe, sorry, correction, 6,000 prostitutes. Uh, and only 600 had gone to register. When it was decriminalized, only 600 went to go and register with, uh, with the police. So, so the vast majority actually didn't even bother. Um, because the, the, the reality, the harsh real, reality is that even in legalized prostitution, Amsterdam, for example, some 70, 60 to 70 percent um, under legalized prostitution of prostitutes in, in Amsterdam still face abuse, uh, rape, um, and, and other forms of physical and sexual abuse, even under legalized prostitution. And the South African uh, law reform actually agrees with us.
Let me bring in Megan Lessing, who is uh, with uh, with uh, Sweat, who is in fact a Sweat spokesperson. Megan, thank you very much for your time with us uh, th- this morning. I imagine you want to respond to what Wayne has already said, but b- before you do that, let's, let's also just speak to the timeline that the Deputy Minister of Social Development, uh, Bokhobane Zulu, um, has given here, saying that government plans to decriminalize sex work by 2024. Sweat, how do you receive that? Um, so, yes, uh, thank you so much. Um, we don't dispute what the Deputy Minister of the USD said, but the uh, work that we've been putting in has been done with the Deputy Minister of Justice, which um, is the department that would be, who, who is leading the, the, you know, the fast track. And that is what John Jeffries has mm. promised, you know, in public, to fast track the decriminalization of sex work. So, um, so yes. We've been in, in talks with uh, the Department of Justice. We did a stakeholder consultations since earlier this year. So, um, yes, we, we, that is something that we believe in. It, it's, it's in the NSP on GBV, on HIV, both mm-hmm. NSPs. Of course, even as, as uh, uh, seemingly uh, decrim is, is, is imminent, the the voices that are opposing this uh, are, have have not gone swi- um, silent. If, if anything, of course, they, they continue to to speak out against it. Well, within they rise to do so. What, what what is your response to people who hold those views? You just heard, of course, uh, I'm, I'm weighing from from the ACDP's views on it as well, saying um, the 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 benefits to to sex workers um, are, are negligible almost, right? Of of decrim, citing examples uh, from from elsewhere in the world. Your response to that? Um, currently, in the world, there's only one other country that's decriminalized. Two other countries, actually. It is uh, New Zealand and it is Belgium, and only two other states within Australia that is decriminalized. I think people confuse decriminalization with legalization. Uh, sex work in, in Amsterdam or in the Netherlands is legalized, which also means that it is highly regulated. You know? For us in South Africa, we cannot really look at legalization as an option. What we want is for sex work to be decriminalized so that sex workers, like any other citizen in this country, is brought under the current existing laws. What legalization does is that it others sex workers. It is a heavily regulated, very abusive form of legalization. Uh, we, uh, it is invasive health. And of course, people will revolt once those kind of processes are put in place. So there is a difference between legalization and decriminalization. And we hope to be with the Department of Justice at the forefront of educating people what those differences are, uh, to actually put there is a wealth of information in terms of what um, research says, what happens under decriminalization, and none of what I've just listened to happens. Um, I mean, New Zealand has done, I don't know, five-year reviews, 10-year reviews, um, none of those things happen. Also, this collective idea that one person would then collectively say that this will happen to a group of people is extremely outdated. It is extremely important to listen to the affected people and, in this mm. case, listen to sex workers. Uh, we have some, some comments, and I'll go to them in just a second. But just quickly, um, Megan, um, the, the other 
point as well Wayne spoke to uh, was that of, of crime. Speak to that as, as well. I mean, the issue of, of human trafficking is, is, as well is, is, is huge, right? It's, it's, a, it's a major problem as well. In your view, does, uh, does the continued state of, of the criminalization of sex work contribute to that? Of course it does. Uh, sex workers are best placed to be able to report, you know, any form of abuse or coercion. At this point, they cannot if you are yourself discriminalized. And I also just want to remind people that human trafficking is a gross human rights violation. It is a crime. Human trafficking is not uh, unique to the sex work industry. It happens in other industries. It happens in mining. It happens in agriculture. Yes. And the research has shown overwhelmingly that it is more predominantly in this country with young men in the agricultural industry. Go back to uh, Wayne in, in just a moment, uh, who's with the ACDP, um, as well as also speaking to Megan Lessing, who is uh, with uh, SWET. We are talking about uh, sex work in the country and government saying that uh, they are looking to fast track it. And by uh, 2024, they are saying they, they are looking to have decriminalized sex work. You are sending through um, your voice notes as well. Good morning, Seven Zillow. This is a disgrace. We're saying girls are flowers of the country. They must abstain. On the other side, you are saying they must be abused by men because of poverty. They are selling their bodies. How can, how can we teach them skills? By the time they get married, how will be their bodies, their private parts? This is disgracing the women sleeping with these men, tomorrow that men, because of poverty. It's not our culture. Thank you, Sebenzile. I think God is angry about this. Good morning, Sebenzile. Uh, Sebenzile, on this thing of uh, decriminalizing sex work, hey, this thing is going to cause a lot of damage to a lot of families. And it's going to cause a lot of damage to a lot of girls that are growing up. Because at the end of the day, uh, it's now becoming a profession. So which means would even a, a married woman can also get out of his house and say, now I'm going to become a sex worker and come back to the house because it's her right. So at the end of the day, yes, we can celebrate some of these things that are happening, but yes, our morals come first as the black person. But now at the end of the day, if such things are implemented, it's going to cause a lot of damage to a black person and a black woman because you are the ones who are going to suffer at the end of the day. I thank you. Wayne, let me come back to you as well. Um, uh, you, you perhaps have, have some rebuttals, I imagine, to to Megan's comments. Mm. But but but, it, but in addition as, as well, um, just the I suppose as, as as a country, given given where, where we are and, and and the fact that whether whether it's it's decriminalized or or, or the status quo con- continues. Mm. Um, it's it, it it happens, right? And it will continue to do so. ACDP is 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 a is a party that's represented in 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 parliament. You you represent a, a constituency, but but also at the point at which you you are operating as as lawmakers, you no longer only represent your constituency, but of course the country broadly. And so I wonder whether mm-hmm. the morality argument that also came through from the two voice notes that 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 we just played, whether that that perhaps limits the the possibilities of protecting 
and alluding to your comment earlier on the, the the basic human rights of the very people here who are who are in in this trade how how what more in fact can be done to to protect them if you're saying decriminalization is not going to do it what exactly will will help because the trade is going to continue well, I think maybe uh, just a quick answer to your question. I think clearly um, help needs to be given to, to those that are actually caught up within the prostitution uh, trade. Um, those who are actually, you know, bound, um, have been coerced into prostitution. Um, and I think clearly there are many religious organizations uh, that do that. They, they go out, they, uh, they provide comfort, they provide advice. Uh, sometimes even take in prostitutes from off the street um, and and look and look at rehabilitating the prostitutes. So I think that that is clearly one of the um, one of the interventions uh, that needs to continue. It's not as if it's, it isn't happening, but I also do think that this is what government also ought to be doing. There ought to be a separate desk. Um, in, in all provinces where, where government is able to, to assist um, those who actually wish to come out uh, from, from the trade. Now, um, you know, it's indicating that, that uh, decriminalization would actually decrease uh, 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 the, the effects of human trafficking. I think, and, and, if, and uh, you know, the line has been a little bit fuzzy, but if that is what was said, it's clearly not true. Uh, what what decriminalization of prostitution actually does, uh, as a case in Germany found, it actually increased uh, exponentially uh, human trafficking. Um, because what was happening is when you decriminalize, what, what actually happens is demand increases. And so when demand increases, you need supply. Uh, and so the Germans were actually finding that now there was a huge amount of human trafficking coming from your know, Eastern European, you know, Slovakia, uh, Czechoslovakia, and so on, where the economies there were actually, you know, are, are more depressed, coming to Germany to actually see if um, if now uh, this would actually help them in terms of their economic situation. Many girls, many girls. Uh, in the human trafficking, where, the, where there's been a decriminalization in Germany, many of these girls were lured to Germany on the false pretext of, uh, of employment and then find themselves trapped. Um, and, and so, you know, we, we need to understand that, that decriminalization certainly uh, is not going to in any way uh, diminish or reduce uh, human trafficking. If anything, it actually increases that. I think, secondly, we need to be very clear that prostitution, whether it's legal or decriminalized or not, it continues to, uh, to objectify women. This is what one man said. He says he, says, he clarifies his relationship when he, uh, when he buys uh, a time with a woman. He says, I paid for this. You have no rights, and you are with me now. And so what, what this does is that it objectifies women, that their bodies are like parts. And, and when some prostitutes are actually asked, you know, how, how would you define prostitution? This is what the prostitutes themselves says. They say it's a rented organ. You know, it's paid rape. It is voluntary slavery. Uh, another, another prostitute well, um, says, well, you know, well, what, well, what well, some women go through is rape is normal, becomes normal for us. And how can we... 
how can we normalize what is certainly not normal? On the moral well, issue... Wayne, in the, the, in the interest of time, issue, in, in hmm. the interest of time, just just, just quickly, um, the, I think you've, you've, you've made the point about perhaps those who have been forced into to the trade. The argument from, from yes. Sweat and organizations that work with sex workers um, is, is also to say that there are people, and not only women, who who wish to stay in the trade, right? Who want the profession to be recognised? Do, do what, what about what about their agency um, as, as the ACDP? Do you, do you not recognise that? And and uh, what should be done to support them so that they are able to work? Well, well, I think maybe then let me ask about to come to the morality issue, and and I think that if one looks at South Africa in particular and many other African countries, you know there are those who say you know you cannot legislate morality. Um, and however, then the, their form of morality then gets imposed on the vast majority of people who say, but yes, we actually ought to. We ought to legislate, uh, and we ought to be able to look at what is the society's norms, uh, what is society's values, and in South Africa, I would estimate that some 95% of South Africans, um, uh, irrespective of what their religious view is, but my estimation is that some 95% of South Africans will say, uh, no, we do not want prostitution to be either decriminalized or, or even legalized. Um, and so we have to look at that particular aspect of society because, again, empirical evidence proves that wherever prostitution, whether legal or decriminalized or not, um, wherever it is found in society, it actually has a negative uh, societal impact. And that is very clear. Now, that which has a negative societal impact, we cannot, just because of the ones or the twos who say, well, I want to stay in, in prostitution, so, so therefore because of me, decriminalize it. We cannot. Uh, I think that there is right. an overwhelming oh. evidence and an overwhelming majority will say, you know, not in my back door. Hi, Susan. Um, it's Zonga here from PE. I'm a bit concerned, you know, because if you're saying it's going to be decriminalized, that means it's going to be regulated. Um, and how are they going to monitor this thing? Um, other than that, in PE, the girls that I see there by Bell Street in Central, they are younger than 18 years old. So that's the first thing. The ones that I saw in East London will be younger than 18 years old. Uh, I didn't even need an ID to tell that. The ones that I saw in Umtata and in Durban, Really, they are really young. I mean, shouldn't we find a way to stop uh, the sex working um, and find another way? Because if we are allowing this, I mean, really, we are like giving away um, the power to men like so easily, you know. Uh, I mean, equality will never suffice if we're doing this. Megan, let me let me come back to you. A lot has been been said, so 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 jump jump right in. But but in addition, please also speak to how you know getting getting something I suppose changed on on paper doesn't necessarily translate to you know social perceptions or, or, or behaviors and um, and perhaps your your thoughts also on on the impact of of the morality the morality argument. Yeah, of course not. Um, it's a dangerous notion to want to legislate morality. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm happy that you also raised the effect that the, the, the fact that not all sex workers are women in this country, and it's also a dangerous con, uh, concept to to think that buying sex negates consent, especially in this country. There's, 
you know, people talk about empirical research. Research came out in this country by South African scientists. The South African Medical Research Council published research in 2020 that says that of 3,000 sex workers, women sex workers, um, surveyed in this country, one out of seven reported being raped by a policeman in 2020 in this country under criminalization. What we are saying there, if we are listening to the last listener, um, that one I could hear very clearly, talking about that they see young sex workers who they think might be under 18, why, why is that not being reported in a space where we have a police force? Or if I see a young sex worker on the street, I can honestly tell you, I would, if I see a person whom I believe to be under 18 years old, I would not come home and phone a radio station. I would actually phone the police. Mm. Why the, the, the DM of DSD, the Department of the Social Development, has been a big supporter of DTM from the start is because they have been working with sex workers on the ground. Those kind of phone calls alarming them have been coming from sex workers, putting themselves at risk for the Department of Social Development to come out and to assess whether this person is over 18 years old, whether and the deputy minister has gone on many platforms to applaud sex workers for that, knowing that they put themselves at risk because sex work is a crime in this country. One other thing that I just wanted to quickly say is that under criminalization, we are currently criminalized. You know, whatever is happening, you know, in, the, in terms of the human rights violations, the, the abuses, the, the, the physical, physical violence, especially also by the police, because what it has done is, is, is you know, sort of an unbalanced abuse of power that is rampant, is that, you know, if people are interested in other research, it has shown that decriminalization has no impact on demand. There's no thing such as that uh, a decriminalized context increases demand. What it does is it brings things out in the open. You know, it creates an open mm -hmm. discussion for people. And we hope we have a, a very beautiful con constitution and we have an extensive legislative process. We are not going to venture statistics in the air about what the rest of South Africa might think. We actually want people to engage with the legislative process when it happens. And we hope the Department of Justice tables that ball. And we hope that it happens before the end of this year. And let that process run its course and actually have people of this country have meaningful public participation process as guided by you know, our constitution. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Uh, we are completely out of time. Let me thank you both uh, for your time with us this morning. Megan Lessing, who is uh, the spokesperson for SWEAT and the deputy president of the ACDP, Wayne Tring. Let me thank you for your time as well with us uh, this morning. A quick SMS here. Leo says, Hi, SAFM, sex trade, legal or illegal, is thriving. Even school students are selling sex. It's an easy way of income, says Leo there. I think a key takeaway there is that it isn't it isn't a black and white issue. It's quite complex, and then we all should, uh, of course, uh, do our, our bit to try and understand the dynamics a lot more.